Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Copyright. RSS feeds. Oh my. That and more right now. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Copyright. Your podcast. The controlling rights of your podcast. Oh goodness. Is there a lot of information flowing around the internets today about podcasters controlling their content on one side, and then you get people like me who say podcasters should put their content everywhere on the other side, because that's what we do. So there's a conflict. Let's talk about that today. I'm going to give you some very specific recommendations first, or actually a recommendation. That's the first thing I'm going to do for you, the working podcaster. And then I'm going to come back and talk about the business ramifications of implementing that decision, because this is sticky. Before I get started, the obligatory I am not a lawyer statement. However, I have spoken with a lawyer named Ruth Carter, an IP attorney based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and a very good friend of mine. And it is the comments from Ruth that I am basing most of my advice, well, all of my advice, to you on. So, here's what's going on for a quick scenario. You guys all know that Luminary has launched recently and lots of podcasters are pulling their content, which makes people wonder, wait a minute, I have a podcast and that podcast has an RSS feed that is published on my website. Surely anybody can come by and grab that RSS feed since it's publicly available and put it into their podcast directory or application, right? Well, wrong, wrong. Just because something is publicly available, like on the internet, doesn't give other people the right to grab and copy that information. That's called copyright, right? Copyright. And it's copyright that is stemming this whole idea, this whole, this whole furor right now, is Luminary, specifically, but in the future it'll be more, didn't get permission to list these podcasts on their site. So they are now exercising. They, being the podcasters who feel offended by that, are saying, well, hey, 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 there's no licensing agreement here. Let's grab it. Now, we'll see how that whole thing settles down, but the reason I spoke with Ruth was to determine what do we do as podcasters if, in fact, we want to protect ourselves from that, because I get how we may not want that to happen. We may not want to be automatically listed, although it kind of makes sense, but let's talk about the very specific recommendation that I mentioned. Here's what I think you do. So we already have, inside of your RSS feed, you have a copyright tag. And if you didn't know that, um, well, now you do. And if you go into your podcast hosting provider's settings, there should be a line where you can enter some text into your copyright field. Now, if you do that, and you see that your, your podcast hosting provider does not allow you to edit that field, run away. 
Go get a podcast hosting company that will allow you, the podcaster, to control your own copyright field. So number one, go to that copyright field and enter in 2019, unless, of course, you listen to this in the future, and then whatever year it happens to be, by whatever the entity that owns the company is, the, the podcast is. So it very well could be 2019 by Joe Safine Podcaster, all rights reserved. Put that copyright statement in. That is my recommendation. Go to your copyright statement inside of your podcast hosting provider and put that in there. What that effectively does, with an asterisk, I'll come back to that in a minute, is it lets people know, it lets people who, it, it expressly states your copyright, which in the U.S. you don't have to do, but nonetheless, I think you should do it. It tells everybody, it tells anybody coming by that this is copyrighted, and if they wish to utilize this, this feed for their other uses other than personal use, fair use applies. To include it in a directory specifically, they have to get your express permission, which means you have to issue a license to do that. Now, what that means is that when you go to submit your feed somewhere, let's say that you, the working podcaster, brand new podcaster, and you want to submit your feed to Apple Podcasts, because that's one of the dozen or so places I submit clients' feeds to, great, go ahead and submit your feed, even with that copyright statement in place. The act of you submitting your feed to that directory is some sort of an express overt license granting. There's probably some little click wrap thing you have to sign at the bottom, which you probably want to read. Ruth recommends you read those. I never read those. So you submitting your podcast is a granting of the license. Seems logical and reasonable in place. So it's not prohibiting you from spreading it. Now, it's not also going to prohibit some service from coming along and grabbing your feed. But what it will do is it gives you some added protections. Because I think what's going to happen, and now we're into the business ramification section of the show. What's going to happen here is that I think the courts will adjudicate at some point in time, whether or not it's this particular thing by Luminary or for someone else, that yeah, if you're going to go scrape content and add it on your own to your directory business that does this, you will say the courts have to get permission, have to get license. So if the copyright is blank, by the way, that's that's not that's not that's not a granting of a relationship. That's not you waiving it. Having a statement of copyright in there is. Maybe you want to write. Maybe you do want yours everywhere. So great. So if something says, hey, go ahead. You know, I, I see a lot of podcasters with with a Creative Commons licensing inside of their inside their copyright, which is fine, but it depends on the complexity of that copyright. What I'm saying is it's going to be incumbent upon the podcast directory or service that has scraped your feeds to respect whatever is in your copyright tag. And that's going to slow things down. Because it's not a checkbox, it's text. It's text where you write that. And if the text says all rights reserved, then that means that this new hosting company has to reach out to you, which they could do via the email that's in your RSS feed, and send you a note that says, hey, we are going to list your product here. Do you want us to do that? Yes or no? Or we would like your permission is what they really have to say. We want your permission to do that. Which, again, slows things down. Because there are 700,000 podcasts today, probably closer to a million by the end of the year. If every single one of them has to reply, and a lot of them won't reply because that email address is dead. Ugh. 
that could slow down the spread of new podcast applications to reach new people. But it's really the only way we can do it. It's really the only way I see this thing going forward. So my recommendation to you as a podcaster right now, in case you missed it, was go find your copyright tag in your RSS feed. It's from your hosting provider and change it right now to 2019 by your name or your company's name, period, all rights reserved, period. That gives you the protection you need. Because the other fun thing is, in the event there is a copyright claim, in the event that somebody does utilize your content and you want to go after them, the courts are going to want some proof that you tried to defend your copyright, which is complicated. This is complicated. This is complex. And if you need something more than this, then you probably want to talk to an attorney about this. But again, the recommendation I have, thank you very much, Ruth Carter, IP attorney here in Arizona. Links to the website for Ruth will be in the details of this particular episode. According to what I heard from Ruth, the best thing we can do is enter that copyright statement and then defend, 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 which it's going to slow down podcasting. Complicated. It's a complicated world we live in. Say la vie. Welcome to podcasting 2019, which is just going to get more complicated. So that means you, the working podcaster, have to be more informed and more intentional in the things that you do. Because your rights are important. My rights are important. Everyone's rights are important. All podcasts' rights matter to copy onto a term. Businesses? This gets even more complicated for you. And there I might be able to offer some help because while I'm not a lawyer, I certainly am a business podcasting consultant. Done it for a long time. Got a whole suite of people who can help make sure that your podcasting dreams are reality. Mr. Business, Mrs. Business Owner. Get in touch with me, would you? Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. You can go to podcastlaunch.pro to see a list of all the services we currently offer our clients that is it. Happy Thursday. See you on Monday for yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, shout your abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.